Shalom and welcome back to the Daily Tzikah Satsari Chabura. Hope everyone had an amazing Shabbos and we're jumping into episode 3, O Skimmel, today. The focus of today's episode is going to be Kriyashma, the thing we do twice a day and how, in fact, according to Tzadok, it identifies something very essential and fundamental about our spiritual lives. So let's jump right in. Tzadok writes, Iker HaKriyashma Kabbalas Omal Choshamayim Ve'ol Torah Umitzvos. The goal, the reason why we recite Kriyashma is because we are accepting upon ourselves the dominion of God and reaffirming our commitment to His Torah and His mitzvot. And we do that through the first two sections of Kriyashma. And the source of this idea, he says, Kedisa, like it's taught in the Gemara and Brachos, Daf that's 13a, Vitzarech biyom vilayla, and it's need to be done during the day and again at night. And now Rav Tzadok tells us that the choice of the terms to derive this twice-daily obligation by the rabbis, by Chazal and the Gemara, is actually something very important. The key term isn't in morning and in evening, rather when you awake and when you go to sleep, as the Gemara discusses on Yud Aleph Amen Aleph, the 11a of the Gemara in Brachos. Now, in fact, this distinction between subjective time, about human behavior and activity, and which is more objective time from creation, actually appears all the way beginning of the Masechta at the, the tractate on 2a, Brachos Bezam Aleph. At that point, the Gemara was trying to figure out, how do I know that the obligation to recite Kriyashma at night comes first, that there is this order that night precedes day? But the very fact, and this is clear from now the citations that Rav Sadok is making, that later the Gemara you see that the fact, by the very fact that the rabbis are continuing to engage in this term of subjective time, tells you that the rhythms of subjective experience are what's going to go hold the keys to understanding this mitzvah, and in general, as we're going to see throughout this piece, the entirety of our spiritual lives, our avodas Hashem. So now Rav Tzadok writes, hazman Like we said, that the terms boker and erev are changes in the world and not in a person. That we would only need one instance of reaffirming and accepting to cover both these time periods. I guess in a modern way we'd be saying that well, a day is really the earth rotating fully on its axis that re- represents a day for us on earth. And therefore, for that one series of beginning with day and night, you'd only need one sort of reaffirming that covers the entire uh, entirety of it. Because from this perspective, there's nothing that really differentiates one period of time from the other. However, continues from Tzadok, Rather, it's because of the internal subjective experiences that we have, and those changes that we experience. That we get up in the morning and we're going to be engaging, whether it's in school or in work, and we're going to be trying to uplift and to sanctify the world. That we're gonna need We're gonna need that our our motivations, our aspirations are in line with our values, and so we recite Kriyashma to set the tone for what our day should look like. Therefore, Kriyashma in the morning serves to give us, keep us on task of what we are trying to accomplish. As he continues in the next citation, as the Gemara says in Irvin, Anan Poale Diyamama. 
We who are blessed with the tremendous privilege and opportunity of being part of the Jewish project, we're like day laborers. Kepolim ha'osim melacha. We are like those who do their work. Shekol ma'aseim la'adom. That their entire focus is on the task, is on the person who gave them that task. And he gives a quotation of later on Gemaras and Brachos to talk about the laws of a laborer and how they have to think about their time and what they're trying to accomplish during that day. To the point that that there's even a shorthand version that laborers would recite for their benching when they're working in order so they wouldn't be able to take away from the task the focus and the goals at hand. And so we need to bring that type of a laser focus to what we're trying to accomplish as Jews the course of the day. But at the same time, what describes and characterizes the Kriya Shema during the day is that of activity, of this pace that we're trying to do, that even though we aren't learning or davening the entire course of our day, we're doing other things, but to realize that they're all part of this grand mosaic, this picture of trying to build up and make the world a better place. It's a time of sacred activity. However, when it comes to Kriyashma at night, so says Ratzadog, Ubalaila, Es Shriva Umanucha. So the entire characterization of nighttime is very different. It's a time of leisure, it's a type of rest. You might be thinking, okay, it's time to pause. What does religion, what does spirituality have to do with my, my leisure activities? How I how I chill at the end of a long, hard, successful day. But as with Tzadok, no, Tzarech Gamkin Kabbalas Oma Chushamayim, Shagam Shachvo Amitaso Yadalafnei Mihu Shochev, Kemoshikasa Bahaga Duresh Orachayim. That even when we're not becoming, but rather we're just in a state of being, we're relaxing, it still can be a reflection, even a greater reflection, of who we are and what are the values that we hold dear. He giving that in quotes for the second time in the first three pieces, this idea again from the Ramah of Shivisi Hashem Tamid, the idea of having every single moment, whether it's during the day or at night, to be an opportunity for that opening and that entrance of divinity and transcendence into our lives. And says Rav Tzadok, this is greater, harder work. Why? Because, you know, in many of the things that's the, the exoteric nature of Judaism, whether that's texts or davening, it's very easy to say that I'm engaging in something spiritual. I'm learning more information. I'm even having a greater, deeper understanding of the, the fundamental tenets of Judaism. But when we talk about a relationship, about our conscious contact with God. Well, when we're not achieving something, we're not trying to become something, learn something more, and we just stop and pause to try to have that stillness, well, that's a much greater indication of where we are in our relationship and consciousness of God than those texts that we were trying to learn. Again, those are so important, but this is greater work of that stillness, that being that's so fundamental to Judaism. And to this he adds a beautiful teaching of Yishpitzer. I heard from my teacher, the Yishpitzer of Mordechai Yosef Liner, it says, that we know about Yaakov's dream. And of course, he points here in other sources, they mention the footnotes and his work, Mashavis Charutz and Rasisei Laila, that from the first time that something occurs in the Torah, it serves as the paradigm, the template of all further experiences. This is the first dream in all of Torah. What do we see what do we see from a dream? That Shemechalomos Nikar Malas Adam. That from what person's dreams we can see where they're holding in life in their growth trajectory. In Gam Osa Klum, Rak, Hashem what are we dreaming about? He says literally what it means is that even when a person isn't doing anything in the intellectual or actual sense, what are our thoughts about? What are we dreaming about? What are we hoping for? What are our aspirations? Are we in line like Yaakov Avinu, who we all partake of a spiritual root of him, that our thoughts are about God, about growing closer to God, or not?
Now, says of Tzadok, there are very few people who can achieve this. I mean, we're talking about Yaakov Avinu here, but that sort of sets the standard, what the, the goal is, the trajectory, what we're trying to accomplish. And so it's because of this challenge, the difficulty and the, the difference between the nighttime consciousness and the daytime consciousness, and so this year of Tzadok is quoting the Yerushalmi in Brachos. It says that when it comes to the morning, we make two Brachos before we recite Kriyashma, but only one afterwards. However, at night, we make two before and two after. This is this elongated Bracha. Even after we've made the Geula, the redemptive Bracha, Gal Yisrael, we have the whole section of Hashivinu. The whole idea of bringing us into peace and God watching over us and protecting us is because of the much more difficult aspect it is of this aspect of being, this nighttime consciousness that we're being told to cultivate. But I guess one, for me at least, one important takeaway from here is for Tzadok to recognize, for him, as we'll see in later pieces, the idea of day represents the more cognitive, analytical, intellectual aspects of our consciousness, and nighttime is more of the unconscious. And Rav Tzadok is trying to tell us here that both of these play are a fundamental part of who we are, they're a fundamental part of our psyche, and there is a lot of richness to be discovered and uncovered in the depths of our unconsciousness. And it's, it plays a role. Again, it reflects where we are, so that con- sometimes can seem a little scary, but also it's an opportunity for us to cultivate deeper and deeper understandings of our, of our unconscious, our, what it motivates us and how it shapes us, and therefore it's an opportunity even then, those moments of just being, when we're asleep, in our dreams, to be connecting to God as well. And so I, I leave the question for you is that, what are you guys dreaming about? What are our dreams? What are our aspirations? And with that, I wish you guys an amazing day.